Jesus is risen indeed. And that proclamation that we made at the beginning of this service is good news. It means that everything is different. Life, pain, hardship, death. There's a new ending that's been written to the story. Everything is changed because Jesus overcame. We're going to look what the Bible had to say about that first Resurrection Sunday. Um, We're reading from Matthew 28. It says, After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. They didn't think it was going to be empty. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. Now you got a bunch of guys laying around on the (laughs) ground. Don't be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. And then go quickly and tell his disciples. He is risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid... (laughs) yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. And and this this word is kind of like the, hey, how are you doing? (laughs) You know, uh, very much underplayed. But anyway, they came to him, they clasped his feet, and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. The resurrection was the perfect upset, the greatest plot twist, the most amazing surprise ending that turned out to be a new beginning ever. Jesus is the master overcomer. He is the captain of captains, the king of kings, the beginning and the end. He had the first word at the very beginning of creation and He is the one who said it is good, and then he had the last word when he proclaimed it is finished. I'm making all things new. I have overcome. We're starting a a series this morning, and it's called In Christ You Can Overcome. Jesus overcame the grave. He's the victor extraordinaire, and he has promised that in him you can overcome as well. And over the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about some specific ways that we can overcome in our lives. And this morning is an introduction to that series. We're going to look at Jesus' strategy for overcoming in order to gain some insights into our own life and how we can overcome some of the difficult challenges that we face. So if you want to pull out your message notes, we're going to jump right into this this morning. And the first step to overcoming any problem is to recognize there is a problem. Uh, God created everything good, uh, 
but everything has not been good since the fall. We live in a fallen, broken world, and life is hard, isn't it? Life is hard. Uh, we all experience trials and difficulties. Uh, some of them are so devastating that we can't get our minds around them, and it's hard to overcome the hurt and the pain that remains. And other challenges are, are small, but they're just persistent, and they just don't seem to go away. We face all kinds of challenges in our life. There's disappointment and discouragement, shattered friendships, broken promises, uh, immovable obstacles in the way of our dreams. There's hurt feelings and guilt and shame and prejudices and insecurities and loneliness and fear of the future and fear of death and women fear of just about, you know, worry, 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 illness and disease, tragic losses and the lingering pain that goes with that addictions to alcohol, drugs, gambling, pornography, emotional and mental disorders, stress at work, stress at home, anger at the very people we vowed to love uh, forever, sexual and physical abuse and its after effects, neglect, betrayal, oppression, justice issues like human trafficking that there doesn't seem to be any way to bring an end to. Life is hard. Life is full of challenges, financial, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Humanity has a problem. We all have problems, challenges to face in life, things to overcome. And the starting place to overcoming those things is to recognize that you have a problem and identify it. But Jesus, of course, recognized the problem. We're separated from God by sin and helpless to bridge the gap ourselves. Uh, Romans 5, 6 says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. God chose not to ignore the problem. He chose to rescue us through his Son. And because of Jesus, we now have a solution, a way to overcome. But sometimes we, we just to continue to live a less than victorious existence. Amen? <laughs> but... We, because we haven't admitted or we haven't taken the time to take a hard look at our life and identify and deal with the problems. Uh, one of the types of counseling or training that you get in seminary is narrative counseling. And narrative counseling focuses on the story that the person or the family is telling. And at the center of the story is a problem that is the reason they've come for help. And the goal of the counseling is to get the person to re or people to recognize that the problem is the problem. The problem isn't a person. The problem is something like a lack of communication or perfectionism or a broken trust or an addiction or unforgiveness or whatever. The problem is the problem. And to begin fixing the problem, one has to name the problem and identify what is the cause of the pain and that they're experiencing. And until you name the problem, the story keeps getting repeated, the same story over and over. And when you identify the problem, then you can begin to attack the problem instead of the person. And that's when you can start to write a better story, a new story. And in your message notes, you know what? I forgot to put that in there. <laughs> There's supposed to be a blank. There isn't, but you can make one. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Just draw a line somewhere on the back, even will be fine. Uh, and that blank that's not there, that blank blank, is where you are uh, invited to write down some area of your life where you are less than victorious. Something that is happening in your life or brokenness or something that you struggle with might be attitude. Maybe there's lack of hope. Uh, maybe it's you have such a busy schedule that you feel overwhelmed. We're going to talk about that next week how to overcome when you're overwhelmed. Uh, maybe it's disappointment or discouragement, feelings of inadequacy. Uh, maybe you have a strong need to please people. Uh, or maybe, you know, you're just living a mediocre life. God has poured so many gifts into you, and you just sit around, watch TV, eat pizza, and drink beer. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. But, you know, God's created you for something amazing. And so I just invite you to write something down on that line. I think it'll help you get more out of the series. An area where you need to overcome. All right, so once you recognize the problem, then the next step is to, to pray. To ask God to show you the first step. And you know, overcoming starts with prayer. Because uh, we can't overcome in our own power. The gospel isn't good news because now we can pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. The gospel is good news because now there's a power available to us to empower us to overcome the challenges in our life. With God's power, you can overcome every obstacle. You can come through every difficulty. So we need his power, and that starts with prayer. And we need his direction. You know, we, we tend to try to figure things out ourselves, don't we? And in Christ, we have the power to overcome, and we also have his spirit in us. That's why the title I entitled this series, In Christ, You Can Overcome, because it's in Christ that we have the power to do this and that we have the wisdom to know what to do. He's the one that we need to seek for help in what our next step is. So we need to pray. We read this Bible. We put ourselves in the places where God speaks. And then we can work with God on the problem. Then the third step is to step out in faith and persevere until you overcome. Have you ever felt like your struggles just kind of keep multiplying and won't go away? I mean, often we let them linger by making excuses or blaming other people. Uh, for them or not wanting to take the action that we need to take to get rid of them. And sometimes there are things that are broken and they've been broken so long that this just seems normal now. And, and yet in the, our heart of hearts, we know that it's not. And Christ says that we can overcome. And the starting place is to recognize I have a problem and it's this thing right here. And the next thing is to pray for both the power and the wisdom to know how to deal with it. And then when God shows you what to do, you have to act. You have to take that step of faith uh, and see, to see change in that situation. And, and God will supply the power, uh, but he wants us to participate. Did, did you ever notice in Scripture when, God, when Jesus exerts his power to heal someone, he often asks them to do something? He says, pick up your mat and walk. Go to the pool. 
stretch out your arm, you know, this. And when they take that step of faith, when they do what he asked them to do, that's when the power is released and things began to change. You need to hear from God, get his instructions on what you're to do, and then take the steps of faith that he shows you. And Jesus, through his ultimate victory, has already conquered the battles in our lives. He's already won. And he promises that we can overcome if we'll trust in him. Our um, memory verse this week is from 1 John 5 and uh, 5 4. So let's read it together. 1 John 5 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. 1 John 5 4. This is what overcomes the world, our faith. When we put our faith in Christ, and don't let fear keep you from overcoming. Feed your faith, and fear will diminish. Uh, so pray, read God's word, feed your faith. And then the fourth thing is to trust Jesus to be with you. Trust Jesus to be with you. And as we close, I invite you to bring to mind Jesus. And, you know, I don't know how you picture him. Some of you may, when you think of Jesus, you uh, have this picture of, uh, that's done by Solomon. Or possibly you, uh, this is a recent picture that a young lady painted after having a vision of Jesus. Uh, maybe you picture Jesus as the good shepherd. But whatever image comes to mind, I, I invite you to imagine Jesus standing here by me. Can you do that? The most loving, most courageous, most able, most caring person ever. But he's more than a wonderful person, isn't he? Jesus is all-knowing. That means that he knows everything about everything that you're going through. He knows what's on your heart. He knows what you're worried about. He knows what losses you've had. He knows the doubts that you have. He knows about your fears. He knows the weight of guilt and shame that you carry around. He knows the anger that you feel when that certain person comes to mind. He knows all the complicating factors and excuses that you've made not to overcome over that area that you've written in your uh, notes in the past. Jesus is all-knowing. But he's more than that, isn't he? Because of the resurrection, we know that he's all-powerful. He overcame the grave. He overcame the greatest enemy, death. And when you have him in your life, you can overcome as well. And I want to look at a scripture with you. It's from Ephesians 1, 18 through 21. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all ruler, rule and authority, power and dominion, 
and every name that can be invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. That power that God exerted when he raised Christ up from the dead, that power, that very same power, is available to us in this present age. Now, that power, the same power, is not something that we have to wait for. It's not something that's beyond our reach, that is some future promise. It's a promise for right now, and it's available to us. But availability doesn't mean that we automatically experience it. We have to participate. We have to step into it, seek it, and ask for it, believe it, and allow Christ to apply it to our lives. And you know, whatever you've written down there in your message notes, you may not overcome that overnight. It took the Israelites 40 years to make an 11-day journey. (laughs) And it took God a couple of thousand years to set everything in place for Jesus to come and overcome death. But in Christ, you can overcome. The power is there. Jesus is here. And he's inviting you to come and overcome. This is Easter. Jesus Christ has risen. He overcame. And in Christ you can also. Would you pray with me? Loving God, I uh, pray this morning for every person here. And uh, we all have different things going on in our lives. Uh, We all have different beginnings, God. Some, Some people here had a really rough start to life. They've got some kind of abuse or pain that's been really hard to get over, to get past. And the bitterness and things like that that just keep holding on. But God, um, it's not how we start, it's how we finish. And I, I pray for every person here that you'll give them what they need to overcome so that they can experience the joy and the abundant life that you created us for recreated us for, saved us for, came for, rose from the dead so that we could have. God, I pray right now that you pour your Holy Spirit out on this group of people and meet every need and help them to have the faith to believe that in you things can be different, that you have overcome, and so can we. If there's anybody here that's never stepped into life in you, accepted that, and received it. I just pray right now that you'll give them uh, the courage to invite you into their life and, and to pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for the life that you offer me, and I accept it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come and live in me, empower me, and help me to live the new life you've promised. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, on the back of your connection card, there's some ways to respond to the message. The first is to memorize the verse from 1 John 5, 4. Then the second says, I've identified an area in my life that needs Jesus transforming, overcoming power, and I'm asking him to help me know what the next step is. Uh, Then third, I'm inviting someone who needs encouragement to come to worship and hear the Overcome series. We're going to be talking about some specific ways to overcome. I think it's going to be really helpful to people. Um, and then if you just prayed that prayer with me and asked Jesus into your heart, if you just check that 
box down number four there where it says becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll, I'll get in contact with you and we'll talk about some next steps. All right.